1: Welcome up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
0: It's funny about these uh, Teamsters and the Mobsters and the Senators fighting Rod. After we did our live stream last night on uh, Inside Football, Inside Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the YouTube, we had a great conversation, Bobby Burton, you and myself talking about the, uh, the trash talking lineman at Iowa state, which we'll reset that coming up. Also longhorns and Quinn yours and uh, no Jonathan Brooks. All those things we'll continue to talk about, but I turned it off and, um, just turned on the TV and there was a movie on something called run all night or running all night. It was another one of these Liam Neeson movies where oh, he yeah, was yeah. We fighting mobsters.
2: Yeah. He's he's into the action. He's basically transformed himself into an action movie star. Yes, like every movie. Late in his career, it's become a thing though. You can. It's weird. I don't know when it happened, but now actors, mostly male actors, late in their careers, they can become action movie stars late in their careers. Like Denzel's doing it with The Equalizer.
0: Yeah, and that's been hugely. People love
2: it, right? Uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, look at Keanu Reeves with with you know John Wick, and it's like, hey, it's like you would think early in your life you would start the. Action movie hero phase like Sly Stallone, Donald Schwarzenegger, famously, uh, two of the greatest, uh, you know, action movie stars in the history of cinema. And they they started early, but now it seems like guys used to outgrow that, that phase, or maybe they got too old for it, but not anymore now. Those guys, they're ageing to it. It's like you age into being an action movie star. I know.
0: <laughs> I don't know that's how amazing. it happens. The older, dignified <laughs>
2: Yes, exactly. exactly. Maybe it was like, the man the fatherly on figure Maybe the it was
0: uh, when, when uh, Denzel did Man on Fire. Uh, that was a the good remake, oh, the, I remake love the remake down in Mexico City. Uh, the remake's way better than the original, too. It is. It way is. Because the original is watchable and it's pretty good, but man, Man on Fire isn't. Oh, I mean, kid, the, the soundtrack, it, the score, yeah. just the way it was filmed and shot. Yeah. So darn good. Maybe and that's when
2: it started. You could be right about it. When was the taken? Cause Taken was Taken because Taken was that for Liam Neeson, right? Well,
0: and like, you know, that's Taken from Taken, no pun intended, from real headlines, right? The human smuggling and yes. uh, young ladies being abducted and that kind of stuff. But this one was like mom, I, I'm just flipping. What is Liam Neeson doing, walking around shooting people? So he's he's in all these kind of. movies. the first time I ever saw Liam Neeson in a movie, it was Schindler's List, and oh, it was such a movie. great movie. But oh, yeah. you think okay, he's a dramatic actor. He's uh, Meryl Streep of male actors, and now he's a uh, he's a badass. A big dude, too. Pretty big yeah. guy.
2: You're right, because Man of Fire was '04, 4 I think the uh, Taken was '06, 6 So maybe, oh, oh, maybe Man of Fire was kind of the start of it. Or the it older
0: like, action. Like because, 2008, I think. Because it's, 08, it's a genre 08. where, I mean, I know it's good, it's, mm-hmm. you know, good versus evil and good guy, bad guy. But it's in a genre that creates a situation where you're rooting for a killer, right? I mean, you're actually openly.
2: Well, he's a, he's, he's, it's, it's, you know, he's, he's a vigilante because he's going after people. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Bad. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's got to yeah. kill him now. No, I'm just saying. That's why but, we love the Dark Knight movies. He's killing all the people. Correct. Batman doesn't kill people, but the Dark Knight kills people. I love the difference, right? Batman movies, Batman doesn't kill. Batman, he wounds yeah, he's he, the good guy. Wound you and hurts you. Uh, and he'll subdue you, but he won't kill you. Dark Knight just kills you. Yeah. <laughs> we well, go
0: back to the old Westerns I grew up with. I mean, the Westerns, you had the black guy, the black hat, and the white hat. Right? Yeah, you had right, the good guy the and the bad guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, yeah, but I, I thought that was pretty interesting. No, in you're way right.
2: Way. I think you're right about that, though. I think you're right. But Man on Fire, was, it might have been the time it started. Right around mid two thousands,
0: because did didn't that lead like to Born Identity and uh, all those films. Yeah, Matt were was
2: still relatively young when Born which Identity which was interesting too, because
0: he had come. I mean, he just went to make money. Like, yeah. come on, these are going to be a franchise. We're in, because uh, I can only make so many Goodwill Hunting's. I got to go get yeah. an action figure. He he was still relatively
2: young with that one. Uh, they, they, you're talking about is how the guy they're in there. Late 40s and mid Denzel's like 70 50s. years old. Yeah, He's an equalizer. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Grandpa. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fascinating, but it works. It, it works. Does. I watch it, does. it. I can't wait. To, I haven't seen a new equalizer, the latest one. And I got to check that out. I see clips I of it chance. on like, the social Oh, I
0: got Okay, so top stories this morning. Georgia's now number one in college football. They jump right past Ohio State, uh, which, again, not a huge story. Ohio State uh, has not played anybody of late. And, uh, meanwhile, Georgia beat Missouri and Ole Miss handily back-to-back so they jump into the one spot. Ohio State, too, they'll have their business with uh, with Michigan coming up. By the way, the uh, Judge Judy fan, Michigan, there's now a circulating audio video of, of Jim Harbaugh at a Judge
2: Judy taping. I saw have that. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. So oh, this yeah. guy actually go went to a, a taping of Judge Judy. He was a huge fan. Apparently he was a really big fan of Judge Judy from way back in the day.
0: I got to see this cheering on Friday because hopefully it's open to the cameras because the, the way that Jim Harbaugh is playing this, like he is like – he is being persecuted. Like there's somehow, you know, he's he, he's being railroaded on this deal. I can't wait to hear because we still, you know, they they could have said their side of the story on this for a long time now, mm-hmm. right? And he's, they still haven't said anything. They believe due process, due process. The investigation's not over, but there's plenty of evidence out there. Uh, but yesterday, his brother Jim Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh, I should say, in Baltimore, whose team plays tomorrow night to open up the week, uh, the NFL week with Cincinnati in town. You know, he had some comments. we play this there, T.Y.? John Harbaugh was asked about Jim Harbaugh and this whole situation with the uh, Michigan Wolverines, who are sitting at number three now in the latest college football playoff rankings. But all eyes will be on that hearing coming up on Friday. When's the last time you spoke to your brother and how'd that conversation go? And do you have any opinion of everything that he's dealing with and what's going on in Michigan? I've talked to him quite a bit. Uh, I have a lot of opinions on it, obviously. I'm his brother, you know, and uh, I'm proud as heck of him. I'm really impressed with the way he's handled himself. This. I mean, it's been a long run. and He's come through this thing with flying colors. I don't know if, what what they're trying to get, but they don't have anything of substance, and I just think I'm proud of him. I think it's a, a real compliment to our family and
1: to him. He's a great man. He's a great coach. His players love him. His coaches love him, and uh, and he stands tall through all this. All
0: right. Well, wasn't he suspended for the first four games
2: of the year, Rod, for cheating? Nah. <laughs> I couldn't follow those comments, and I'm like, oh. Probably should just said nothing at all. Be like, yeah, I'm not gonna comment on that. That's, you know, for me, it's a bit personal, and and for my brother, we're gonna wait till all the evidence is in until due process. Probably shouldn't just said anything, but I get it. That's his brother, and hey, you know what? If it was my brother, I'd probably say the same thing, even if it was pretty obvious that my brother had done some things outside of the rules. (laughs) I'd probably be like, that's my brother. I'm proud of him. I support him.
0: I'm fascinated by this because at some point, Jim Harbaugh's got to be able to prove. And the other side would say you have to be able to prove connection with Jim Harbaugh with this Connor that Stallions knew, guy. That
2: he knew about the sophisticated science-selling operation. Yes. And the scale of
0: it. And you'll never convince me he didn't.
2: No, he's no his personality. Never. His personality would suggest that he definitely knew about it because he's a control freak.
0: But he's acting like he's not. He didn't know anything about yeah, it. Now so he's, yeah, now yeah. I had no idea. Now this um, guy was a rogue agent.
2: I got a lot of people working for me, guys. I, I can't, I can I cannot supervise every employee working for me. I can't do that. I I delegate and I let these guys do what they do. That's basically what he's gonna say for now. Like, but
0: but I, they are the fact that they're coming out so strong, and of course the uh, Sharon Brown, the uh, interim head coach, who was crying and dropping. F-bombs after the Penn State win. like he Like he had died or something.
2: On TV, it's like, RIP <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. He's like, no, he's still alive. He's, like, he's not going to jail. He's just he's in like, hotel like, it's, not, it's not a criminal <laughs> proceeding at all. Actually, it's, it's just an NCAA Big Ten investigation. He's not going to die. He doesn't have some terminal disease. He's crying. This, this is like
0: Nelson Mandela. We're rallying around here. That, this is, hey, this is Jim good, Harbaugh. He's a football
2: they're, coach. They did a good job. I, I love this quote. Is, I, say, I can't tell if Jim Harbaugh is taking it seriously or not. Because remember the quote he has when he's asked about whether he's going to testify. He says, uh, I'm not sure if I'll testify. That's not uh, my dance floor, he says. I've watched a lot of shows. I've watched a lot of Judge Judy. <laughs> and everybody was like, what, is he joking? And then it goes to they got the video of him and his dad, by the way, in the audience for Judge Judy. In 2013, they sat in the audience for a Judge Judy episode, and the camera, like, finds them because they're promoting it. The fact that he loves Judge Judy. He, he calls Judge Judy his role model for truth-telling. That's, that's. She is the
0: highest-paid uh, TV star in Hollywood, one oh, yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. She, all that syndication she rakes in, $50 million a year or something.
2: She gets a lot of uh, money. I'll look
0: forward to that because, look, if it, they're coming strong. They better be right, right? It feels like there's going to be a lot of evidence, and if you read the Big Ten's ruling, that led to his suspension for three games, which, by the way, was not much of a suspension because all he does, he just can't go to the game. Yeah. He can do the game plan. He can coach the team all week. He can travel with the team. This isn't even much of a punishment. It really is not. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing. He just,
2: yeah. yeah it, because he doesn't call place. So, it,
0: because <laughs> we all know that for Tony yeah. Petiti, the he first year pitch. commissioner, this is just symbolic. I had to do something. Everybody's mad. The natives are are, are howling at me. Uh, so, I did this. And it's almost nothing, essentially. Uh, but, you know, they're coming back at it like they, they buried the guy in a prison cell somewhere, and they won't let him out. He's <laughs> Free Jim. Yeah, right. Kidnapped <laughs> or something what like that. Like, what are we doing? So they better – and the point is, if you read the Big, Big Ten's statement when they suspended him, it makes it very clear that the information they've already gotten from the NCAA is pretty clear that they've got him by the short and curlies. I mean, they've got everything they need. Yes, we just need to finish. But the one thing that I'll say again, remember the NCAA's rules – if the NCAA has Jim Harbaugh dead to rights, they would have to send him a letter informing him that we've got you dead to rights, essentially. And Michigan and Jim Harbaugh would have 90 days from receipt of that letter to reply to that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not even until February that, that, that anything can happen, legal, like within the own rules of the NCAA. So people are going, well, well, wait till the NCAA acts. Well, you can't wait until the spring. This thing's going to be over. Um, you know, Mich- this is the point. The Big Ten said we had to do something right now because this is happening in real time. We can't wait on the NCAA, and we have plenty to go here. Yet Michigan's reacting like there's a persecution happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated by this whole <clears throat> thing. I can't wait for this hearing on Friday. It's going to be awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, <clears throat> and um, just for so your know, Judge Judy thing, she makes $47 million a year. Thank you. $47 million annually a year for being a TV judge. And doesn't she record all those shows within
0: like one month? Wow. Like she knocks them all out. Unbelievable. Well, you know, every one of those little markets or big markets that, that take her show pay a syndication fee. Mm. Every single one. So she Man. gets paid on every one of those. You know, that's why guys like Rush Limbaugh and these folks, uh, Jim Rome, the national shows, mm-hmm. that's why they make so much money, Rod. We need to it. get there. Because they get syndication money from every – because every station, especially for a popular show a little like little that,
2: fee. you pay. It's a little fee.
0: Well, it's like uh, any, any, uh, any sitcom star or any TV star starts doing cartwheels when they go to syndication. Because once those Friends shows and The Office and
2: all those things, yeah, go to syndication. They, remember that's the whole point. They figured out a way around it because they don't get paid for the streaming stuff. That's all. That's why they're striking. So it's, it's a different. It's a, yeah, it's a different fee. So they're like, oh, we'll stream it. They're like, whoa, oh, I want my, I want my money. Well, yeah, before, no, we money. before we went to streaming, before we went
0: to mean Seinfeld, yeah, cast was making a was fortune. Friends oh, yeah. were making a fortune.
2: Oh yeah, still they still are because they still those shows are popping up. They still be in they're syndication still in their long on order, broadcast network. Oh, good. all the, that's long long the only Order shows oh. on
1: cable TV now. I know. Law and Order shows.
2: Mister Dick Wolf. And that's, a, that's the guy's name, the producer, like that comes with Law & Order. Oh, he's Dick, a genius. Dick Wolf is killing it, man. I, I mean, not want to go to his mansion. Full, I don't, <laughs> Dick, first of all, the name is awesome. All right, Dick Wolf. But then that, that, they got Law & Order. He's on all the Law and & Orders, and they get played. They've been played for, like, the last 20 years. Just syndication. Over and over. Over and over, man. And do, people watch
0: him, clearly. Right? Oh,
2: I watch him. I've seen every Law & Order episode of every Law & Order. Oh,
0: wow. Period. That's, that's that, is not, a, that is a feat. I've not.
2: I've seen Law and Order, SVU, Are you Order, gonna represent Jim Argall. <laughs> yeah. Basically, his obsession with Judge Judy is kind of my obsession with Law and Order. I've seen every last one. Bong, week. bong. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: seen. <laughs> well, I've seen a bunch of them. I used to watch them in real time when they were you know, coming oh, out for yeah. the new season. I've
2: watched those too. Yeah. I love uh, Law and Order. But yes,
0: man. that's yeah, that's that's where Judge Judy makes 47.
2: her case. 27.
0: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure if you looked up her calendar, she works like six weeks a year.
2: I think you're right. And she's been on for.
0: What? Julie, Julie, Judge Judy, Shindling, Shindling. I
2: mean, she's been on. She's got to be on for like 15, 20, oh, 20 years.
0: She's living the good life.
2: Oh, that's well, like man. Pat
0: Sajak and those guys that make a fortune for doing game shows. I mean, that's a good gig. That's what you're trying to get to. It's a great gig. I want that gig. Yeah, man, syndication. That's mailbox money. That's 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 like Jimbo Fisher. That's what Fischer. Jimbo I was say. Yeah, <laughs> Jimbo. Hey, Jimbo.
2: <laughs> That's exactly Do what it is. going to be at home watching Judge Judy from now on kicking it.
0: All right, one more time. We'll get it uh, behind the burn orange curtain at the bottom of the hour. We will also remind you, these were the comments of uh, the offensive lineman for the Iowa State Cyclones. We could, we, if we play them, you'll hear them on the app, but you wouldn't hear them on AM. And we got people listening on 1260 and 1019. So, because uh, it's in mono, it's a TV broadcast. It was ah. a TV reporter asking Jer- Jared Hufford about Texas coming to town. And as we said earlier, he said, it's definitely going to be one heck of a farewell present. They're going to come here on senior night in the dark. I don't think they really know what's going to be coming for mm, them. Mm. I think they're going to have to come and figure it out. So, wow. like the, uh, the the senator from Oklahoma, you want to figure this out right now? Come on on, come on in. Let's get this. Let's go. Brutal. He also said that uh, we beat them four of the last five times. They've been yeah. here, so they don't really have a good record here. We have a distaste in our mouth for them. We definitely want to send them off to the SEC with a loss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean. First of all, I know this young man is forced to watch film, even if he don't do it, he doesn't watch it on his own. And when you watch film, you're watching film, but you're watching your matchup number one. You're watching the guys you're gonna be going up against. You you key in on that. And he has to be watched as an interior offensive line, he has to be watching the Texas interior D line, which by the way is graded by Pro Football Focus at the top interior D-line in the country. Country. With the top D-tackle duo in the country into Vondre Sweat and Byron Murphy with the top graded D-tackle in the country into Vondre Sweat who's playing like a first round pick right now. He's playing himself into that conversation. So he had not only, and by the way, they're coached by Bo Davis, the best interior D-line coach in the country who is fiery on his own anyway. He don't necessarily need anybody to to, to give him bullets and bore material, to give a great pre-game motivational speech, but now he's got it. So I just I just don't understand why you want to agitate and poke the bear, uh, bears plural, uh, for Texas Byron Murphy and J. Sweat, but this young man's doing it. so. I'll give Jared Hufford a lot of credit, man. First of all, thank you because Texas needs a little extra motivation. They've been trending the wrong way all right through the last four games. This will give them a nice little added piece of motivation and bulletin board material. But I, I also want to know the motive for him. Is it just he wants to call out the best? D tackle combo in college football so that he becomes the mar- This becomes the marquee matchup everybody's watching, and therefore, then he, uh, he can make himself all right a- an NFL caliber player. Maybe NFL scouts start to notice him because he has a good game against Devondre Sweat, or maybe it's insecurity, maybe he is this is all about fear. And anxiety and paranoia, maybe so freaked out playing against the best D tackle uh, combo that he's played that he's like, man, I- I'm just, you know, it's insecurity. So essentially, this is him kind of projecting, all right, and trying to fake it. Um, like he is confident in this matchup when he's really not. Or is this some premeditated, diabolical, you know, plan by Matt Campbell and Iowa State to c- have Texas come in too amped up? And therefore, they can psychologically use that as a an advantageous too. I have no idea what the hell's going on because Iowa way. State talking trash before the game e doesn't make sense. After the game, we've heard Brees Hall say five star culture versus five star players, we win. We've heard Texas Tech talking trash after the game, but before the game,
0: yeah, seems uh, out of character, out of character, big time. Uh, and by the way, he was asked about the Texas defensive line and said, uh, I don't necessarily think it's the best unit team wise. We've been up against. Excuse me.
2: Yeah. where did that quote, quote come from? Why did they get that one yeah. out there, too? That's crazy. That's so, not
0: in the. That's not. That answer is not in the video that's gone viral. So we
2: tripled from, down on
0: whatever. Because the other statement that did go viral was, uh, wow. that was the kind of thing when I got here, horns down all the time, whatnot. But it's not just that program. Much like Oklahoma, they get all the big five star recruits. They have the nicest stuff in the world. They think they're blank. Don't stink. Wow. They're just humans, and that's how I see them. They're just people. They. they're people
2: have such high ego that needs to get. Checked. Needs to get checked. Damn. And then he put the statement that you – the other quote that you just put out there, that he's not that impressed. This is not the best D-tackle combo, D-tackle room right. that they faced so far this year. Who would be the best? I, how could that not be a follow Oklahoma
0: beat them 50-20, to 20, but they don't have the defensive tackles of Texas. They
2: do not.
0: Iowa? Maybe he's thinking Iowa. I was thinking Big Iowa's
2: defense is really good. Iowa's got is. really good defense. Yes. So I haven't looked at their Maybe their D-tackles are really good, but okay. Hey. By, and, and by the way, the players already responded on social media, so no need. Even though I'm sure the coaches will have that playing on some loop or circle, have you know, call a little mini meeting before practice and make sure that all the guys hear that that sound. But yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm shocked. I'm a little I'm, I'm flabbergasted that an Iowa State player will be talking some trash, and I wonder how the players feel about it. How the actual players? Maybe they, and maybe this is all part of the plan. That's what would make it, that's what make it uh, potentially a diabolical you know, genius plan. What if it is a part of some premeditated plan to get Texas to come in there amped up and teeing off on you know, this young man, uh, Jared Hufford, and Iowa State, and then somehow Iowa State uses that against Texas? He's yeah. a part of How an offensive
1: unit that scored seven points against Ohio.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true. That's all you need to they, say. They,
2: no, but they're getting better though week to so, week. They, that's they're a different offense than they were. I, I agree with you, but they're a different offense than they were in the non-conference years. Even E talked about Texas that. They should were, handle them though. They should. They should have handled U of H. They should. They should have handled TCU. They should. And, and they're not a the pass.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the motive is, or you just you know got a little cocky and you know. But you're right. I mean, Tavondre Sweat is seeing this, saying, "Really, all right, guy." And as we said, I mean whether Texas needed any more motivation. They did feel like a team that was trending to a disaster here. Uh, Sark is even, like, to the end of his wits. Guys, how how do we get you to play four quarters here? Uh, So, we'll see. Maybe this is the, you know, whether you need motivation. But we know great athletes and competitors, they look for things to give them an edge. They, you know – Talk about Michael Jordan you know, making stuff up. That wasn't even true. Wasn't even true. To be able to cut your throat, man. I mean, that's, that's not – now this guy's actually saying it, that you guys need your ego checked. You guys are about to come in to get, get, get and get whooped. And they're going, you guys scored seven points
2: against Ohio. What? Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you said the quiet part out loud. You can think it. You ain't supposed to necessarily say it. Yes. Like my mom was saying, "You can think it, son. Just don't say it out loud." Um, so I think this probably what is what well, like Matt Campbell said. Right. saying. You wonder what Matt Campbell's He's Like, come on, man. Jared, you can think it, bro. I said that in a meeting. That money you're that ain't supposed was to for repeat us. that. <laughs> don't repeat that to the media and don't do that. No, that's for us.
0: <clears throat> that took with that that meeting. That speech was for
2: us, y'all. Yeah, we guys. I'm trying to
0: find a way to beat this team.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you want to surprise Texas? There will be no surprising Texas now. So. Uh, it'll, I, I, can't, I can't wait to watch Texas how they start this game and if they start it with a special t- kind of intensity because it's bullets and material. And honestly, they need to start with a special kind of intensity just because of the way they've played and finished games in three out of the last uh, four weeks. And you would think they'd want to try to put together a four-quarter complete game if they can. And they only got a few more opportunities to do that. And this is another chance at it versus Iowa State. But, hey, man, Iowa State, that ain't no easy place to go win. As Longhorn fans know, they've lost, what, three of the last four games at Iowa State? so well,
0: Four of the last five. Yeah, and I, I was at—I so. was actually in attendance at the only one they've won in the last five. That mm-hmm. was a 2017 Thursday night game. Oh yeah, man. Texas doesn't play a lot of Thursday night games, but uh, they—it was uh, kind of the sponsor trip. We went up there, and it was—it uh, was a. What was it 17 to 10? Was the final 17 to 7? Really close game. Uh, that's the kind of game that uh, Matt Campbell would like to make this, by the way, coming up on Saturday. All right, Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain. Those are the comments. We've got uh, fighting senators. We've got uh, Iowa State. Where are we? Where are we at in society today, Rod? Where we got, are we in society? We've got people. Hmm. You know,
2: Iowa State's trash talking before the Texas game. I don't, like I said, we, we know that the petty element is growing in sports, teams like teams and coaches are getting paid. You see coaches trash-talking coaches now, like Deion Sanders in the NFL with Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett. So we know the petty factor is just it's growing, uh, you know, infinitely. It seems to be uh, exponentially growing in sports. Uh, I will stay talking trash to Texas in a year where they're (laughs) 9-1. Not a year where Texas is down. The year Texas actually is ascending. That's, that's new. I'm going to tell you, that's new. I, I did not expect that. Mark that on the, uh, the bingo card because I did not expect that one.
0: Mm-mm. All right, we will uh, come back. We'll go behind the BOC. The other top story of the morning is, uh, as we said, Georgia number one now. Texas still at number seven. Uh, Iowa State smack talking. And uh, Deshaun Watson going to be out for the year now for the Cleveland Browns. That's a big, big piece of news that came down this morning. Deshaun Watson apparently they found a, did an MRI, found a, a broken bone in his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's going to undergo a uh, surgical procedure, and Deshaun Watson's season is over yeah. in he's, advance of uh, – He's never
2: going to ever get back to that. That 2020 Deshaun Watson, uh, no. never, this ever, why, ever,
0: This is why people are, are arguing for Nick Casario in Houston to be executive of the year.
1: You know what?
2: For
0: the move, getting out from under that yeah. deal, getting the, the three first-round draft picks. He hadn't made all right picks, but at the same time, you get rid of that headache and
2: you add C.J. Stroud,
0: executive of the year. <laughs> that, that's, you know what? And the Will Anderson
2: pick looks like that was a good one, looks,
0: too. Yeah, he looks like a, uh, a foundation. player, I'm not player opposed too. to
2: that, man. You might coach of the year. Rookie, definitely the rookie of the year, well, especially offensively.
0: Especially when you add that how Bryce Young is struggling now, they didn't have a chance because what we'll never know is if Houston ended up with the one pick, who would they have taken? Um, you know that maybe they lucked into C.J. Stroud. But at the same time, because uh, yeah. there are those in Carolina that would tell you that it was most of the that coaches Frank wanted C.J. Stroud. Yeah,
2: Frank Reich wanted to see that's why he's been a little uh, terse with his ownership is that he wanted to see Stroud and the ownership wanted. Right, sure.
0: Yeah, the owner, Dave Tepper, the yeah. billionaire, wanted uh, – Well,
2: when, when your boss wants to, you got to do what your boss hey, says. sign signing the checks, you do, like, do like, Do like what Shano did with, uh, with uh, Mike Shanahan, what he did when the ownership wanted RG3. He's like, all right, I'll draft your RG3, but I'm going to draft my guy, Kirk Cousins, in a later round. That's what you do. <laughs> you're like, all right, I'll give you your guy, but I'm going to draft my guy, too, just so you know. Turns out
0: – It was the right they, thing to do. It was
2: right for you to do. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: All right, so that's uh, all out there this morning. We'll come back behind the BOC. We'll get what's popping for the end of the hour, including that Longhorn basketball game tonight. Longhorn's facing the uh, um, Rice Owls. We'll get you a preview of that Woo. one. Ty will have his Sex Panther pick of the night. Let's him up with Ian Roddy.
1: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 101.9 AM 1260, The Horn
0: Somebody said, uh, well, my buddy uh, Ollie Mayberry t- emailed me, Rod, to tell me that you were coaching oh, yeah. at St. Michael's when Nick was hooping at St. Michael's. Is that true?
2: Uh, oh, yeah, it might have been, yeah, because I uh, I did a little brief stint there uh, co- helping coach the football team a little bit. Nice, at St. St. Michael's? Yeah, it's good. Uh, good. I mean, it was a good program, good people good. out there. Yeah, but I you and Nick time.
0: are similar age, so that. Uh, we are
2: very close. I think we're like a, maybe a year or two, two, two years apart. So maybe. you didn't do
0: coaching till after school, right? yes because we said talking about, uh nick shooley was hooping at st michael's when he was in high school you were already at texas at that point yes yes so you yes. wouldn't have crossed over at st. no Mike.
2: no no not like that not like like close in age i'm just talking about when eight, i don't know if he was there or not because I, I, I didn't i never went to the basketball team i was on the football field the whole time that's right so i don't know but
0: you didn't go to the gym hoop it up
2: i did not go to the gym i was on the field it was because uh, the uh the former coach there was also at houston lamar he was Coast ooh
0: DB DB yeah, high
2: Yeah, so I had a connection. Well there.
0: thank you Ollie appreciate uh, Ollie Maber and the great folks at Bamfam uh, Bam Bamfam uh, Bam Bam. Bam doing great work. appreciate them. 100 uh, percent this says uh, d Fry says if we win the coin toss start on defense defer Yeah, get that defense out there
2: uh, that's, uh, that's not a bad idea yeah well, look up, I man? mean
0: I have no doubt Texas can win this game I mean uh, but at the same time I also know that if they mess around and they can't run the ball
2: f around uh, and find out kind of game.
0: Because I think C.J. Baxter will be good, and I think um, we just haven't seen this offense without Jonathan Brooks, and he's been the, the X Factor all year that he's he's kind of the cheat code for Sark at some level, right? I mean, who who do you go to in a tight spot in the passing game? Little screen passes, little he'll uh, get the run game revved up. C.J. Baxter has shown an inability to play four quarters of football, Rob, and yep. not hobble off the field. So if something were to happen to him in this game, which I think will be a hard-hitting game and kind of a cold night and the temperature's in the 40s,
2: you know – then, then you're to what? Uh, you're going Jaden Blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jaden Blue's got to – I think you've got running backs that can help in different ways. The, the, the fact oh, that you Jonathan got, Brooks was probably your, your best all-around – not probably, he was your best all-around back. Now, you're going to have to money ball this thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. And mm-hmm. you just don't know uh, how that plays out. But I would also say, I mean, I like the, I think the, the, you know, When you tell me, having watched the film, that Iowa State secondary r- really jumps out to you,
2: it's a good secondary. Well, that I like that
0: it. becomes more problematic because if they can do a good job of disguising things and making life rough on Quinn Ewers on a cold night, let's not forget that, too. If his shoulder's a little bit sore, it's going to be a colder night uh, in the plains. It will look like the weather will be a factor outside of that. Well, then you're going to have to establish a run game against this three high defense, which they, they're, uh, pretty good. They, at, they're pretty good at, at, at disguising things. And yeah. uh, you could see Texas scuffling a little bit on offense if they can't find that running game. And that's exactly what Iowa State wants, to your point of their third down conversion rate. Well, now, yeah. if they're keeping the ball, because the thing about Matt, Matt Campbell's team, right, is they lean into this, right? They don't they're ball not gonna, control. They're not going to go fast in tempo like Kendall Bryas on TCU. They're no. going to, if they get the ball back, they're not going to give it back, try not to give it back to you for a while.
2: Uh, I, I got a stat for you on that, actually. If you look at plays per minute. I'll go over some of this stuff, obviously, tomorrow because I'm, I'm doing deep dive stuff about Iowa State. But they're, they're averaging two play, 2.01 plays per minute, 120th slowest offense in college football.
0: So I'm just saying, if Texas scuffles a little bit against his defense <laughs> and they can't find the, the running game mm-hmm. without Jonathan Brooks and then you're, you're just trying to find your way, well, all of a sudden Iowa State starts possessing the ball. That's what happened last year in this game. Uh, Iowa State kept – and they did nearly won the football game. 27-24 was the final. Texas actually fortunate to get the win there. So uh, that's possible. why. Can I give you
2: a, a stat about rush defense really quickly? We'll talk about Iowa State's defense more tomorrow. Uh, but rush defensive stat that I found uh, from Iowa State that kind of blew my mind. 20-plus-yard rush plays allowed, only four Ooh. the entire season. Four. Four of them jokers. Same, that, as, same as Georgia. Georgia and Iowa State have allowed the same amount of 20-plus-yard rushes on the ground. And remember, that was something that was Brooks' kind of big, uh, yeah, His big runs unique quality because he would have that, those big explosive runs, as many, if not more than Bichon, actually. You're talking about a lot of explosive runs for him they don't allow that anyway and texas need the they need the explosive element in their offense why cuz their red zone offense sucks they're 125th in touchdown percentage in the red zone they're like 99th in red zone offense period texas has to have the explosive element in their offense. That's how they're scoring all their touchdowns because they don't score them in the red zone.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, this this, this you know, feels like it's Iowa State, but at the same time, it's always a trouble. It's, it's always a spot, and Matt Campbell's done a good job this year with that team. Uh, all right, before we get to the BOC, because there's some behind the burn orange curtain talk right there, Rob, with some great stats. Should Draymond Green be suspended?
2: Yeah. You can't be choking people like that.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, you. too. There's
2: no justification for you to choke somebody in that manner. Dude, he had him in the <laughs> sleeper vocal. hold. He he had right. him. Dude, it was like – that was really violent looking. It like
0: that. And he got <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns around the neck, and he was going full – choke him out mode. it looked
2: like he was trying to choke him out it looked like he, he was He was not trying to, to
0: restrain anybody he was not trying to get him away from his teammate he was choking him out
2: who tries to grab and restrain even if you're trying to grab somebody aggressively who grabs him around the neck and puts their arm I mean, he was doing around the, the
0: neck just like, he was doing the Liam Neeson move it on really it <laughs> I was
2: like what <laughs> straight up man it was like Denzel on man on fire it was like dude Dude. you could put this dude to sleep. I don't know what he was thinking with that move, choking somebody out. On he a was just pissed,
0: court. and uh, we've seen his temper be a problem. And, again, that's the problem for Draymond Green and the Golden State worse. This is not a first time. This is not a second time. This is, this is a repeat offender.
2: This is his – really, this is him. I mean, this is who he is as a player. He's gonna he's gonna make these types of decisions. He's very aggressive decisions, well, and that, time and time again. Because
0: the headline on ESPN
2: doesn't do it justice. It says they put him in a
0: headlock. No, I, I put many of my friend and brothers in the headlock. headlock. Can be playful. That can be playful and fun. And you are trying to restrain the situation. Yeah. Uh, you were, he was choking this man with his yeah. forearm. <laughs>
2: from, yeah, he basically from, from behind. He like, like think about how you put somebody in a sleeper hold. All right, and all he didn't do was apply the, the, the other hand to the top of the head, but he had his arm clearly around the neck. Well, and remember, he's
0: about 6'8", and Carl Anthony Towns about 7'2", so he's reaching up to him, so he's kind of hanging on him. So whether he meant to choke him or not, I mean he's bending back like a like a praying mantis trying to <laughs> breathe. The poor guy's face, the eyeballs are popping out of his I, face. I, it, like, I, I don't know
2: what the hell. That might be a lengthy like suspension
0: because that's dangerous. That's like MMA stuff right there. Um, what are you trying to get him to tap out on the basketball court? What are we doing? I don't know, but
2: I, maybe he just doesn't like Rudy Gobert. I mean, it could just is that be... who that was?
0: I thought that was Carl Anthony Towns.
2: Cat is involved in it. Cat's trying to, like, restrain and do stuff, but I believe it's it's Rudy Gobert. It's
1: Rudy Gobert. No, no one likes Rudy Gobert. He's, like, the most disliked player in the NBA. Well, we Remember, he's to...
2: the one that considered the start started COVID yeah. in the NBA, you know, right? thought it was
1: funny. thought it was funny. It
2: was funny. I
1: mean, looking back on it, 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 it's kind of funny.
0: It was, okay, it's Rudy Gobert, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, my bad. I I seen the the video and the highlights. Cat's you can't ended, see his though. number. Cats in it, right? He,
2: he's like around the,
0: the scuffle. Kyle like, Anderson's
1: Joplin. in it. I mean, there should have been a few. What I don't do know. Do you think dis how...
0: suspension coming here?
1: Oh, big yeah, time, probably. Uh, yeah, probably blankly. for all, all three players that were ejected, I'd I'd imagine. Well,
0: boy, old Clay Thompson's jersey's ripped. I mean, yeah, and, and he's usually he just a cool,
1: them. calm, collected. You know, it's uh, that, was, that was a was, real live. Uh, he started intense
0: it. situation. Hey, let's uh, go behind the burnt orange curtain one more time. Rod's been uh, giving us the, the the full stats of this game. Longhorns an eight point favorite in Ames. And they were all asking themselves the same question: What, what
1: is behind that curtain? <laughs>
2: All right, let's get into some uh, Texas Iowa State discussion here. All right, we're basically talking about the Texas defense versus the Iowa State offense. And on the surface level, there doesn't seem to be a lot of concern or reason to be concerned about the Iowa State offense. 77th in points per game at 25.7, 94th in total offense at 347 yards uh, per game, 98th in rushing yards, 129 rushing yards per game, 78th in passing offense, like I said. Not anything really impressive. They're not prolific by any means. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Sagging size, but is, I went and started looking at the film from last season because there was something about that Iowa State game last year that just did not, did not sit well with me. And you guys who have been listening to me for a long time. You know that. And I, and I remember how effective the Iowa State game plan was. Matt Campbell had a brilliant game plan against Texas offensively last season. And it was built around third-down conversions. They were actually 9 of 15 on third-down conversions against Texas last season. So I went back and watched it. I was like, you know what, let me just go watch the game. And I went and pulled out my notes. This is why I'm glad I don't throw away all my stuff. I give it like a three-year grace period if I can throw away my stuff. Um, And I went back and looked at my notes, and I found out what was so significant about that Iowa State game last season. Now, keep in mind, Iowa State has two receivers this year that are ranked in the top ten. All right, two receivers ranked in the top ten in receivers yards per game. They got Jaden Higgins and Jalen Noel. All right, so they're they're competent and capable receivers. Rocco Beck, Redshirt freshman quarterback. He's all right, but he's actually been playing a lot better lately. He's completing um he was completing 60% of his passes in September. Now, uh in the month of November, he's completing 71% of his passes, getting much better. He had a touchdown interception ratio in September of nine September and August to so nine touchdowns, five interceptions in the month of October, he was at four touchdowns, one interception. Matter of fact, the month of October and November, he's had six touchdowns and two interceptions. He's getting better, right? His yards per attempt were at um, – they were at 7.1 in September. Now they're at 8.6 in the month of November. So he's becoming a better quarterback, more capable quarterback, and he seems like he's getting more comfortable within this offense. And that's that concerns me a little bit because last season – Matt Campbell utilized and and weaponized bunch formations closely clustered groups of receivers as well as any offense that texas had to defend last season in fact they're probably the ones that really exposed texas to this concept and then other teams started to jump on board and really even since that game texas has not figured out a way to effectively defend bunch formations all right so this season texas allowing teams to uh average a, in the last four games i'll put that out last four games over 11 yards per attempt all right uh in t- targeting bunch formations thirty percent explosive play rate um, in the last four games, and I went back and looked at that game last year, Texas versus Iowa State, and I found really what was what really was the um I think the the really vulnerability for Texas and it was their inability to pass off routes in coverage and in their inability to defend these bunch concepts successfully so. Target's a bunch. Last season, Texas versus Iowa State. I got Hunter Deckers, was no longer the starting quarterback. He got dismissed from the team, at 80% completion percentage. All right? And third down conversion rate of 60%. All right? They converted 60% of the third downs. But then I looked at third and long when Hunter Deckers was targeting bunch formation. So it's third and seven-plus yards to gain. They were – how about this? Third and longs in that situation – Five of the third and longs that they converted were targeting bunch formation. They were six of nine converting third and longs via the pass last season versus Texas. Five of them came on bunch formations. Think about that. So if you're looking at third and long, and they also utilize a ton of in breaking routes, they were really bullish all right, and aggressive about their in breaking routes. And I went and looked at the game and charted and tracked it last season – Over 90% completion rate on in-breaking routes. You're talking about slants, post routes, skinny post routes, drags, crossing routes, overs, unders, angle routes, glance routes. They completed over 90% of them versus Texas. You're talking about over 14 yards per attempt when they were targeting any in-breaking route. So what they did is combine them both. They went bunch formations with a lot of inbreaking breaking routes. <laughs> and they really did just, they overwhelmed Texas. Texas couldn't cover Xavier Hutchison because they used him probably more and weaponized him in these concepts more than any other player. So I went and looked at, The same concepts Texas is defending this season, right? I told you they've had issues defending bunch formations, defending inside breaking routes. So let's go look at third and – let's look at third down first, right? Third downs for Texas defending inside breaking routes in the last four games, 58% conversion rate. Teams are converting 58% of their third downs in the last four games when they target an inside breaking route. Targets to bunch formation on third down. Now, this is all season long, except for the backup quarterbacks Texas faced, which was in the Wyoming game they faced a backup. In the Baylor game they faced a backup quarterback, right? The Kansas game. I took those games out because they distort and skew uh, the sample size. Targeting bunch formation on third down all season long, 70-plus percent conversion rate on third down. We're talking about starting quarterbacks. So I I thought to myself, all right, let me – let me try to look at third and longs, right? Let's dive a little bit deeper and see how, these, uh, how effective these concepts are in Texas defending these concepts on third and long situations. This is when the odds flip in your favor defensively. The only time where the odds actually flip in your favor defensively uh, in terms of success rate, in terms of overall defensive efficiency, is when the team gets in third and long, third and seven-plus yards to go. So third and long for Texas in the last four games. Uh, when they, when their opposing quarterback is targeting inside breaking routes. On third and long, they are converting 57% of their third and longs in the last four games when they target inside breaking routes. When teams against Texas all season long, first starting quarterbacks here. Remember, we take out the backups. Third and long versus targets to bunch formation, right, when teams are targeting bunch formations on third and long situations, they are converting over 40% percent of their third and long situations when they target bunch formations i guarantee you matt campbell's got that game plan from last year he's just gonna break it out because texas continues to struggle with the very same concept that they exposed texas all right exposed texas with in uh tech in austin last year they're gonna break it out and they're gonna use inside breaking routes which U of H and K State and TCU has exposed Texas on this season, and they're going to use targets to bunch, which all season long, Bama, Rice, Oklahoma, BYU, U of H, TCU, K State have all exposed Texas on. So if they don't figure out a way to remedy that, E, it, it, you could find your, yourself in another fourth quarter slob, you know, kind of slobber knocker if you don't figure out how to defend these concepts better.
0: Uh, well said. Behind the burnt orange curtain, there it is. The deep dive stuff uh, all morning long. We've also got uh, What's Poppin' coming your way ahead of Jim Rome. Ty will have his Sex Panther Pick of the Night. We'll preview Texas Rice tonight if you're going to the Moody Center. Get you all the details coming back on What's Poppin' on. Hook em up. What's poppin'? Who you Brand company? new whip just hopped in. Just hopped in? I got oh, yeah. options. Just I can pass that like stocking. Just talking. I'm spending this holiday logged in. My body got ready them talking. Spoisin the top 10. I can put the ball in the end zone. What is popping? like an That's intro. That's a Caucasian that way to say. It. What's popping y'all? We have got uh <laughs> good stuff coming tonight. So uh, We've got 50 nights of football continuing. We've also got some uh College basketball over at the Irwin Center. Irwin Center. I said Irwin Center. Moody Ooh. Center. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, that had happened in a long time. But uh, it, was, it was looking for the, uh, the breakdown that I have. Uh, but Texas plays host to the Rice Owls. It'll be a game three. Of course, the Texas women improved to 3-0 and last night. They shellacked uh, the UT Arlington Mavericks. Tonight, UT will take on Rice. And, uh, you know, Rodney Terry and his team are playing some, some, some easy games to start this. Uh, but we know that Max Asemus May- is off to a good start. Mm-hmm. The field Horton, the sharpshooter, Caden Shedrick. Uh, so we're going to see how much time they, they, they keep giving Caden Shedrick. Now, if you saw Kansas play last night, Ron – and we knew Hunter Dickerson was going to be a sud. That dude. Is a real deal? He's a problem, uh, which you knew, right, when he transferred from Michigan down to Kansas. And a guy like Caden Shedrick, 6'11", long arms, big body, they need to get him healthy. They only play Kansas once this year. But, Rod, uh, Hunter Dickerson, 27 points, 21 rebounds last night for the Jayhawks, Ooh. and they beat Kentucky. Damn,
2: have yourself a day, young man. Yeah,
0: he's a really wow. I mean, uh Ty, would you say he's uh, top two or three for preseason player of the year in college basketball? Uh, playing for Bill Self who's going to get the most out of him if he stays healthy.
1: I'd say he's probably the favorite right now.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: I mean, him or Zach Eady at Purdue.
0: Yeah, well, he wasn't last year, didn't he? He came back for another year uh, better than going to the NBA. But, yeah, they need Caden Shedderick, They need Dylan DeSue to get healthy because we know the Longhorns are going to have a good backcourt, but they're going to need some bodies to, to get on that guy. The other thing to watch today, Rod, and what's popping and tie is uh, the recruiting. Today's the, the end of the early window. Today's the last day of that early window to sign basketball players. And there's a kid that's down. He's seen as the number one prospect in Texas, right? He's from the Metroplex originally, Lake Highlands. Yep. Won a state title as a junior. He's playing at a prep school in Branson, Missouri, this year, but he's still considered from Texas. Trey Johnson's his name. He's down to Texas and Baylor, and he's supposed to announce his uh, his commitment today, because today's the end of the window. So keep an eye on that today. Trey Johnson's his name. He, uh, you know, our Jerry Hamilton, our friend over at Inside Texas, says he would, if he were to come to Texas, he would be. I think the highest-rated guard ever to commit to Texas.
2: Wow. it's interesting.
0: Which is, I mean, Kevin Durant was not a guard, but he was the number one player in the country. But but as far as a guard goes and what they would consider a perimeter player, he's that that highly recruited. I mean, that highly ranked as far as that. So keep an eye on that. Texas Rice tonight, Moody Center. Uh, Keep an eye on the rest of the Big 12 as well. Uh, Ty, do you have a Sex Panther pick of the night tonight, my friend?
1: I'll go with Central Michigan plus 11. Uh, Ooh, at Ohio. 50
0: Nights of Football. Yeah, we had some three, went through good maction games last night in college football. Two of them went to the wire, which was good. But you like Central Michigan at Ohio. Man, that's, what are you laying here? 11?
1: 11, yeah.
0: Okay. A little too wire. much
1: for the Chippewa Bobcats.
0: Bobcats there in Athens, Ohio. They're at minus 11. Uh, also tonight, Buffalo is at Miami of Ohio. Uh, so there's your 50 nights of football. Tomorrow night we'll get ready for some real football, Rod. With that's not, right. that's not real oh, football. It's gonna but,
2: be a great game. I, I've never actually made plans for like a Thursday night game. Like I gotta make plans. I, I want to get something really good to eat. I Want to make sure I'm in, you know, at home ready to go for the game. This might be one of those Thursday night games. That I actually got to make plans for. And it, and like and if, if not must for watch television,
0: if not for like if you're a Bengals and a, and a Ravens fan, you felt like you blew the game last week. If you're a Texans fan or a Browns fan, you felt like you had an amazing comeback, right? Or amazing, you know, end you of like game you, finish. You beat a
2: playoff team. You feel yeah. like that beat a well, two be playoff wins. team. Now, yeah.
0: now Houston, you know, to be fair, where well, they were up ten points with three and a half minutes to play and tried to blow the game, and they still won it thanks to yeah. CJ Stroud, um, and and moving them down the field and and but so both teams feel like they they let games get away this past weekend. Uh, you know, Houston beat Cincinnati, Baltimore lost to Cleveland. So this is, this will be two teams on a short week with a mat on. And the travel's not as much. Cincinnati-Baltimore, not too far. They're division rivals, so you don't need much pre-scouting, Rod. They know yeah, each other intimately. They do. And think, <laughs> think back to the Cincinnati-Baltimore games when you had Ray Lewis and then you had oh, – uh, who was the Bontez Perfect. Ruling <laughs> that division. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, and I, wa- it. I watched the Ravens-Browns game last week, and th- that division is still – it is a battle. I mean, it is such a physical –
2: I mean, the Steelers are the worst team in the division. I know. And and that's no easy win. No, man. (laughs) I mean, we went
0: into that Ravens-Browns game last week, and you had given the stat that they, on on a per-play basis, they allow the fewest in the league, Mm -hmm. Cleveland and Baltimore. Yep. And they played a game like that. They both had a pick six. Um, I mean, it it is – and now Baltimore – Facing Cincinnati, who just got uh, kind of shredded by CJ Stroud, this will be interesting because you said it. The, the Texans had 17 explosive pass plays in that game. It was the
2: fourth most explosive pass, explosive plays period in a game since 2000. Think about that, and that's without their starting. They, they didn't have their leading receiver or leading rusher. Yeah, and they have a mass unit on the old line. Yeah,
0: and then you wonder if I mean because because again that was a Bengals team coming in feeling like they were on a roll. They got rolled, and yeah. Rick uh, so rolled. they're going to be <laughs> on a mad, and, of course, you you scout all year to play your division team. So looking forward to that game. I'm with you. I'm going to make a plan for Thursday night football Yeah, uh, this week. That'll be tomorrow night.
2: It's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. Uh, also, I uh, can't wait for this weekend, the Longhorns. Bulletin board material. Never thought we'd I see the day where at the Iowa State Cyclones we trash talking the Longhorns.
0: Hey. Wow. Hey, listen. I love uh, it. By the way, can I give a, a – a, Props props to uh, American men. How about this? American men? According to a website, CheapFlights.com. Why CheapFlights.com. Why are we getting props? They polled people to see where we are on the topic of 2023 of should women be allowed to go topless in public.
2: Uh, topless in public. Of course they should be allowed to go topless in public. Who's, who's opposed to this? no. No. <laughs>
0: Well, now 35% of Americans think women should have the right to let it all hang out. 51% said no. Nah, come on. But the men Squares. are over 50% in favor of it.
2: Of course we are. Because <laughs> we are about women's rights, okay? Women's liberation. Hell yes. Women's li- feminism, damn it. You whip it out whenever you want to, ladies. You whip them out. Yeah, I'm, well yeah.
0: So props to the male the male side has climbed over fifty percent now. There you go. As a general public, we're still under 50 percent. But Come on, uh, we know it's it's women. Why would women argue against that? I don't know. Doesn't I not mean they have to do it.
2: Yeah, you just the freedom for other women to be whip them out. This is about breastfeeding and all kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, whip it out. It's okay. Second base, baby. We all love it. We all love it. Nothing wrong yeah. with that.
0: Oh, come on now. <laughs> Imagine hanging out at the airport if women were just walking around. Just,
2: oh, yeah. just Flight just. to flight. <laughs> it would make the airport much more enjoyable. Because
0: airports are good people-watching places anyhow. Like, it, you, it, top three. Top three.
2: Top three places. I mean, it's people are just crazy. They have no manners and no home training. Oh, they just it's lose the they disgusting. their damn mind at the airport. Yeah,
0: what if, so what if the airport became like uh, Barton Springs all of a sudden? That would be like, wow. Ooh,
2: I saw a woman once walking to a airport restaurant with no shoes on. And oh, I, she got to go. Cancel.
0: <laughs> cancel. You
2: cancel, man. We must escort you off the premises.
0: I'm not. I'm not big into cancel culture, but that's canceled.
2: That's no, canceled. Like, oh, you
0: come have to on. leave. You have to leave now. You got to go. All right, Rod. You uh, have to leave too. We're yes, done sir. with our five-hour conversation. We'll good do stuff, it again bro. tomorrow. Ty. Good stuff. You got Central Michigan plus 11 points tonight. We'll be grading you on that tomorrow. Everybody get some rest. Let's do this on a Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Have a great Wednesday, every hour podcast at hornfm.com.